Arvid here, just giving you a quick call to see if this is a topic you might want to discuss on your podcast. Um, regarding old school D&D, um, I know you've played a lot of the different versions and I know you've played a lot of other games. I wondered how many games give experience bonuses for having high stats in your prime requisites? Um, to me, um, the prime requisites are just sort of giving the players a guide to you know what they should be focusing on a little bit, um, maybe help you make your character. But I don't understand why they give a bonus to people that have got high stats. Um, they've already got the advantage of having the high stats. And the people that have got the lower stats are probably struggling more with some of the roles. Uh, a lot of the old school games, it doesn't make a massive difference. You might get an extra hit point here or there, or you get an extra hit bonus or a little bit more damage. Um, but I'm a big board gamer, and in a lot of board games, you have something called a catch-up mechanic so the people that are struggling a little bit would get a bonus rather than the person that's you know potentially doing well to have a bonus just wonder what your thoughts were um what sort of game systems you've seen this in other than the old school DD, whether you think it's a good idea and just to discuss Welcome back to the Red Dice Diaries RPG Tabletop Podcast. Before the music, you heard Arfed, aka Darren Green there, posing a question which, to be honest, I'd not really considered before, where he was asking about why do we think that taking certain high-level prerequisite uh, stats will give you an XP bonus in D&D? And it's just something that I've sort of known has been like there forever in old school D&D. I've never really considered about why it is the case. And I don't think I've really encountered it in any other games I've played. So I decided to have a bit of a delve into it. And thank you very much, Darren, for the suggestions. Always great to have suggestions for episodes from listeners. To make sure that, well, the episodes I'm putting out are stuff you're interested in. So if anyone else out there has got a suggestion for an episode feel free to submit it to us. There'll be details on how you can do that at the end. But let's get into this whole prime requisite XP bonus thing. So first of all, as I've said, it's something I've mainly encountered in older versions of D&D. And I've grabbed my OSC Classic Fantasy Rules Tome, which is pretty much a straight port of BX, just because I happen to have it handy. And here's what it says about the subject. Prime requisite. Each character class has one or more prime requisites, ability scores of special importance to that class's function. A character's score in their prime requisite affects how quickly the character gains experience points. Characters with a single prime requisite use the table to the right. The modifiers for classes with multiple prime requisites are noted in the class description. The XP modifier is applied to all experience points awarded to the character, unless otherwise noted in the description of the class. And this little table we have says that if your prime requisite ability score is 3 to 5, you get a minus 20% XP modifier. 6 to 8, it's minus 10. 9 to 12, you get no modifier at all. 13 to 15, you get a plus 5%. And at 16 to 18, you get a plus 10% XP modifier. So I've had a look through the various editions of D&D that I've got copies of the books for, which is pretty much most of them, apart from not the really early stuff. And what I've found is that it seems to be present in 
all of the sort of various OSR retro clones that I've got to some degree or other. It's present in first edition AD&D. It's present in second edition AD&D. However, this prerequisite bonus XP seems to disappear around edition 3, 3.5, and then it doesn't get carried on past that. But in AD&D 1st Edition, in the Player's Handbook, we potentially gain a little bit of an insight into why this is the case. For instance, for Strength, it says, Strength is the forte of fighters, for they must be physically powerful in order to wear armour and wield heavy weapons. Therefore, Strength is the major characteristic or prime requisite of fighters, and those fighters with Strength of 16 or more get a bonus of 10% of earned experience. We also get a similar thing for intelligence, where it says, Moreover, intelligence is the forte of magic users, for they must be perspicacious in order to correctly understand magic and memorise spells. Therefore, intelligence is the major characteristic of magic users, and those with an intelligence of 16 or more gain a bonus of 10% of earned experience. And that seems to be the way it works in AD&D. If your prime requisite is 16 or more, you get that 10% XP bonus. And this seems to be the case that the main reasoning for this is to encourage people with who roll or point by, depending on what system you're using, although obviously I tend to lean more towards the just roll and play with what you get, but different strokes for different folks. It seems to be the case that this sort of bonus XP is designed to encourage you when you have certain high scores to go into classes which naturally would benefit from those high scores. It's also the case that in older versions of D&D, you don't actually really get a great deal of additional sort of bonuses for having particularly high scores because like the attributes aren't really used all that much aside from a few things like you know that listening at doors that forcing open stuck doors and stuff like that so the xp bonus actually gives another sort of benefit to having higher attributes which might not be present in sort of older versions of DD. i think as they moved into third edition DD and beyond that where you started to make more use of modifiers anyway for attributes you started getting more different sort of benefits for having those higher attribute scores and perhaps the xp bonus wasn't as necessary and also as the game moved more towards milestone xp and having a consistent sort of xp leveling system that was the same for all of the classes regardless of what they were that this sort of xp bonus for high prime requisites was gradually phased out because it wasn't seen as being so necessary to encourage people to put their stats or use classes that benefited from the stats that they have rolled also many older versions of DD or retro clones offer you a an ability to lower some of your scores in order to bump up your prime requisite score slightly so having this prime requisite encourages you if like you're like oh i want to play a warrior but maybe your strength's not so great maybe you can lower some of your other scores in order to bump up that sort of strength score which will result in you being a much better fighter and the xp bonus you will get is there is just a little extra incentive a little extra cherry on the top of that particular cake to encourage you to do so so i suppose what it's really trying to do certainly in DD, is it's trying to ensure that people with certain attribute scores are sort of funneled into the character class 
that is most advantageous for whatever set of attribute scores that they have rolled. I've got to admit, it's not something I've seen in other games, and it's been a part of D&D since forever, so I just sort of took it at face value that, you know, that's just D&D. That's just how that system works. But I think that's why it's there. It's to try and get you into a class that suits your attribute scores, encourage you to maybe tweak those scores to more suit your class if you haven't, and just to give you a little bit of extra incentive and reward in a game that otherwise doesn't really make a great deal of use of the attribute scores if you're sort of playing it rules as written. So those are my thoughts on that subject. I might be wrong on some of it. For all that I love d and I'm not a D&D historian or a D&D scholar. There's people far more well-versed in that on the internet than I am. So if you want to ring in and disagree with me, that is absolutely fine. If you'd like to get in touch about this episode or anything else we put out or just chat about tabletop role-playing games in general, then you can do so in a few different ways. You can leave us a voicemail message using either SpeakPipe or Anchor, or you can send us an email to rddrpgpodcast at gmail.com. And who knows, you might even be featured in a future voicemail episode where we respond to voicemail callers. Or if you're suggesting something you'd like to see in a future episode, we might even produce a short episode based on your idea, like we have done in this one with RFAD's wonderful call-in. So, until we see you again, take care, stay safe, and whatever game you're playing, have fun.